Nintendo stuff. stuff. There we go. I don't know why that took me three attempts to do, but welcome to episode <laughs> 50 of Nintendo Stuff. Uh, wow, Logan, can you believe we're we're here? Yeah, we've stuck it up, man. I think about like all the podcasts that we've either attempted before or other people have started and end after like a few episodes and... Uh, the fact that we've gone on for over 50, and obviously we've done more than 50 podcasts, uh, or, given that, yeah. you know, we had another one. We have another one uh, that it split off from, and this became the more frequent one. Uh, so I think it's impressive that we've kept up for this long. You know, like, if between you and I, you and I have done over 100 podcasts together, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. which is crazy. Um it's yeah it's kind of mind-boggling to me like how far this has come over time Mm -hmm. and this will be one of the last podcasts that's actually in this format we've only got a few more oh yeah yeah only a handful more until uh till we get to do it in person like weekly so over at the old table it'll be a really good time yeah that'll be good um I think it's, you know, one thing I'll say, um, you know, it's a lot of times I'll get so caught up in the, the form of something before I get to doing uh, something. Uh, but I think what this is a testament to is that a lot of times it's better to just do uh, than it is to worry about how it's going to turn out. Because, you know, one, we're, I think we're better at podcasting than we were, you know, when we started like over a uh, hundred episodes ago of various podcasts. Absolutely. Um, and then obviously the actual format has gotten prettier and the production value has, you know, as things have gone on, we just, you know, you know, refine it a little bit here, refine it a little bit there um yeah so it feels it feels good to be able to do something every week um you know especially with how monotonous things can can get yeah so for it's sure. always a a point of um i don't know encouragement it's a it's a fun thing to do i'm 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 glad to have been doing this with you for as long as we have as am i uh yeah <clears throat> it's crazy like we started this last february um and not even nintendo stuff because this like you said is the second iteration of podcasts under the break room arcade banner third mm-hmm. actually i forgot about uh by the water cooler which i think uh-huh. those episodes are still available on the channel somewhere yeah you can go all the way back um i think our most viewed one most listened one was the one about uh, Breath of the Wild before we even knew the name, I'm pretty sure. Um, maybe we, they had revealed the name I at that point. I think we had the name by that point. Yeah, all the way back in 2016. Yeah, I remember we talked about shrines and what that could all be about. And yeah, that episode really took off for us. But uh, we've grown in lots of other ways too, specifically in our community. Mm hmm. We've got a lot of faces that come around here pretty frequently, listening to the show, hanging out with us. It's really awesome that you guys do that. Uh, are there any standout memories for you over the last 50 episodes? Or maybe even in the um, last like year and a half of just the Break Room Arcade? Yeah, I, I would say probably, 
I didn't anticipate that we'd have some of the guests that we've had on. Uh, you know, we had Sean Chiplock, who, uh, you know, uh, does some voices in Breath of the Wild and uh, some other anime. Uh, we have made connections with Roger of Roger's Base, and that has been a huge blessing and a, and a great experience, a great person to have gotten to know. Absolutely. Um, you know, so I think I think just the fact that we've made some of the connections that we have uh, has been, you know, one of the big things for me. Yeah, I think I'm inclined to agree, um, though, if I were to isolate maybe like a specific incident, I think uh, just the entire experience at E3, uh, getting to hang out with Roger and Nintendon, Zeltic uh, and some of those guys and just hang out and play video games. We spend so much time talking about video games uh that i never quite considered the possibility of actually playing video games with some of these people uh, and that was just right. a really like wonderful experience um the stage that i showed you in smash brothers when we had santi one of our fans visiting um with mario's laundry that was actually a stage roger and nintendon had come across like the night before and they're like we have to play this stage yeah. uh so yeah i think that's probably it for me. <laughs> and then also, of course, um, getting to see our fans in person, hang out with them, become friends. Uh, like Santi, you know, Santi has become more than just a fan of the channel or a mod. Uh, he's become a friend, and that's that's been really great. We play games together. He's come to visit. You know, we've met up at conventions and uh, playing Smash Brothers early at Best Buy which was the first time we met him in person. Yeah, it's just, mm -hmm. it's great. Uh, Conman, RDW, or David, um, another great friendship that we've managed to make over the last 50. Uh, yeah, man, lots of blessings have come from this in a variety of ways. I think a lot of people, oh, please excuse me. I think a lot of people, <clears throat> when they think about doing this kind of thing, are only considering the, the monetary gain or the career success that can come from doing this kind of stuff. But, man, like, everything else is so much more worth it. Like, the friends we've gotten to make, the the occasions we've gotten to hang out together, uh, and that kind of stuff, you know, it's it's way more valuable than, than any of that other, you know, monetary-type stuff. Like, I didn't know this kind of stuff was going to happen to us when we started doing it, but I'm, I'm absolutely elated that it has. Because mm -hmm. we've gotten to do some cool stuff with some cool people. Yeah, I mean, again, like, I think people kind of have this idea in their heads that, like, oh, you know, we could be the next ones to to either be famous or, you know, get a bunch of views and have this be our job. And, um, you know, and there is definitely some of that. Like, I'd rather not have to do some of my day job stuff, and this would be awesome to do full time, but, like, ultimately like don't do it unless you know you would do it without getting paid because there's no guarantees uh yeah. there's no i mean even as we are now like it's not like we make money from this at least not a lot you know <coughs> um we do have a patreon uh we have memberships on the channel we have you know people can sub on on twitch and things like that uh, but it's definitely, it's far from being enough for us to, uh, to quit our day jobs. 
Um, and maybe someday, maybe someday we'll be able to build enough, but ultimately like, I'm not, I'm not terribly concerned. I'm just, um, you know, really looking forward to seeing what we make, you know, uh, over, over all this, uh, you know, the time that we know we're going to continue, uh, creating and continue podcasting. Um, I even have, you know, a bunch of ideas cooking up in my head, um, for, you know, when I move, um, and all the things that will be possible when we are near each other and we can produce, uh, in the same place as opposed to across, across the internet. <laughs> yeah. I've had a couple ideas brewing myself. So, uh, I, I anticipate that production is going to ramp up a bit once you're here and we'll be doing some stuff you guys haven't seen before, which I think is going to be awesome. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, welcome, Cool Austin, uh, to the chat, one of our channel members. Thank you so much for supporting us. Um, but this is Nintendo stuff. We've been self-indulgent a little bit on today's episode, but let's get to the to the meat of the show. Uh, it's time for Nintendo to be self-indulgent, and they have been, because over 5 million courses have been uploaded to Super Mario Maker 2 since launch. And that's great. Unsurprising, but great. I yeah, I mean... I, it's funny because like you know I've I've played it you know and I've played played a good chunk but I have not yet uh, put up a uh, a course of my own and I wonder like how many people have actually like just you know done what I've done and just played courses as opposed to like making any of their own. I think there um, are more so w- way more players than there are makers just overall uh, mm-hmm. because I'm more of a player myself. Uh, that said, I have uploaded courses before, both in Super Mario Maker 1 and in Mario Maker 2, but I definitely find more joy in playing other people's creations. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I do love creating, but I love creating, you know, video and doing things in in that realm of media uh, about games. So, you know, I do have a little bit of creative fervor for this kind of stuff, but it's, you know, not so much that I'm going to be able to sit there for six or seven hours and, you know, hash a course out. Uh, right, right. Because it does take a long time. And, I mean, if, if it takes a long time if you really want to put in the effort and make something, you know, that's really unique and that's, that's really successful as a course, uh, you really want to put some time into it. And I wouldn't want to upload a level I'm not proud of. So yeah, I would yeah. definitely be sitting there, you know, tweaking, working away at something. Uh, and, you know, it just takes a lot of time. So it's a lot easier to pick up the game, pop into somebody else's level, have a good time, and, you know, shut it down and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they did, uh, in a tweet when they were celebrating uh, 5 million courses upload, um, they did put some uh, notable levels in the tweet, uh, which I have put in uh, the chat if you guys are watching the YouTube version. Um, whether live or uh, after the fact. Yeah, uh, it's nice to see that Nintendo is curating some uh, user-created content, especially when you consider Nintendo's past uh, past in that department. Um, (laughs) So it's it's cool to see this community thriving, and I I anticipate Super Mario Maker 2 will get even better when the the updates start coming out. Uh, Game Explain... Uh, uploaded a video earlier today, I think, about their top 10 DLC wishes, and that really got me thinking about all the cool stuff that could be coming to Mario Maker, you know, sooner or later. Uh, and Andre, my boy, 
he's on my side. He he mentioned the possibility of some Super Mario 64 game themes. Uh, I would really love that. Uh, he also mentioned Super Mario Brothers 2 and Super Mario Land 2. Those are the three styles that I think people are like looking at when they see that empty space and the extra game styles. Uh, and I think the first time we get an update to Super Mario Maker 2, it'll be game styles, or a new game style plus uh, the Friends multiplayer versus. I think that's why we haven't seen that yet. It'll just come all okay. t- all come together. Uh, but that's in the future, hopefully in the next couple months before the end of the year. Uh, but also coming out before the end of the year is a pair of neon green Joy-Cons. Uh, is this exclusive to Best Buy? Or no, Best um, Buy put up the listing. That's why we know about yeah, it. Yeah, I was about to say, it probably wouldn't be exclusive. Uh, but, but yeah, having a, a set of, you know, for those who like the the symmetrical sets who don't want you know two different colors it's cool that we're getting more of those it's also Um, especially probably tying into luigi's mansion 3 Mm -hmm. which comes out like four days afterwards yeah um i mean also to note like the like orange and purple uh set kind of fits as well into that theme being uh that's true halloween colors so you have a variety of uh color choices for your your halloween luigi's mansion nintendo switch fix see now that they've released the neon green as like a set i want the the pink uh as a set because i mean i've i really wanted the set of the the green and pink uh but now that they're just releasing you know just two of the same color just give me two of the pink uh because that oh, might is this have the to same be green the set from the that Splatoon i finally pair? purchased uh i think so it okay. looks like the same i get i forgot all about that i just assumed this was a brand new color uh, yeah no this is yeah i'm pretty sure it's the same it's just again it's just both uh the left and the right as opposed to one or the other which i mean they've released both before uh they had you know the green and pink uh on the splatoon like special edition switch uh and then they had the opposites uh for at at retail for just the joy cons okay uh so and uh, the fact that i was considering at some point like oh if i buy like you know two different sets to get two of the same colors uh now that they're being like okay so here's here's two of the same color uh in green obviously we got yellow a neon yellow at some uh, point when they released arms. Yep, we got um, a pair of neon so, yellow. Yeah, now they just need pink because that would be that would be my thing. Uh, the only other ones I'm thinking of that I would really love are those kind of like deeper red from uh, the pair. Mario Odyssey. Yeah, set. yeah, that would be really cool to get as well. Uh, speaking of new Switch, uh, the new Nintendo Switch is out at retail at the very least in Australia. Has it hit the U.S. yet? Uh, I am not. Sh- I'm not sure. Um, if you're, I would imagine that like it'll probably start rolling out if it hasn't. You know. Yeah. Because um, it wasn't like there was a hard release date. They were just like, okay, these are the ones we're rolling out and producing now. Um, so if which you, if you don't have a switch yet, and you want to get one and get an act, get get the uh, standard model and not the switch light. If you go out. Um, to find one, you'll find the new Switch models in a new red-colored box rather than the old box design. So that's how you can tell the difference between the two if you want to buy one now. Uh, so just keep an eye out for that. Um, 
And uh, really, the only benefit we've learned from a bunch of tests that you know YouTube channels such as Game Explain have done, uh, the only real benefit that you're going to get is the extended battery life. That is the core reason that they're doing this with the uh, the, the new efficient version of the Tegra X1 CPU. Uh, so yeah, I think Game Explain did a test with Breath of the Wild running at max settings, and it died at like four and a half hours. Uh, but that's with everything maxed out, volume, brightness, all that stuff. So if you're playing at, like, minimum brightness or middle brightness and maybe lower volume or maybe using headphones, you can expect, I think they maxed it out at six and a half hours for Breath of the Wild, which is almost double, isn't it? Because I think it's yeah, three and a half right now. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, just adding at least another hour at full... Uh, you know, full brightness and all that other stuff. So this will give you a little bit more play time. Um, and for something like Breath of the Wild, you know, that might be in, you know, that extra hour is going to go a long way, especially if it was at three and a half hours. And, they, um, you know, that percentage increase is, is pretty significant. And I think if you're playing like a low-powered game or maybe like a an indie game or something like that, something that's only rendering in 2D, you can get up to like, nine or possibly even 10 hours of game time which is fantastic for the switch yeah this is a significant bump uh and i guess we can tie this in here we don't have the story here per se but uh there was um news again from the wall street journal they seem to always be the the organization that talks about new switch models before anyone else but they've talked with a manufacturer logan i don't know if you can find this while i bring it up because i can't remember the manufacturer's name Uh, But they're going to be supplying their screens for new Nintendo Switch revisions uh, that would presumably come out, you know, next year or beyond. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I I think they're, like, supposed to be a little sturdier, so maybe you wouldn't scratch your screen if you put it in the dock a little too carelessly. Uh, And that just brings up support for the idea of a new Nintendo Switch or a Nintendo Switch Pro or that kind of thing. I think you and I are pretty much in agreement that a Switch revision, like a Model 2 power-up edition, is going to happen at some point. Yeah, again, it just it seems in line uh, with the market. It's in line with Nintendo, you know, already having done this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, the most recent, you know, um, would be like the new Nintendo 3DS, uh, which is upgraded from the Nintendo 3DS, which, you know, had its own exclusive games that only ran on the new Nintendo 3DS. Um, so, you know, yeah, this is, it's not, it, it wouldn't be surprising at this point. Like, um, it's, it's coming down the line. We don't even need rumors. We know that it's going to be happening at some point. If it doesn't, um, I think that's like the more odd outcome as opposed to it actually coming up because I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure it will. Yeah, it's an inevitability. Thanos standing there getting ready to snap his fingers. I am inevitable. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> next up, um, more Fire Emblem Three Houses news. In Japan, it has sold through, what is it, 80% of its initial shipment? Mm-hmm which is great for Fire Emblem. I mean, Fire Emblem always does fairly well in Japan, and it's been doing fairly well here in the States, too. But uh, it's just great overall for Fire Emblem Three Houses because this game is getting reviewed incredibly well uh, across the board from a critical perspective. And uh, people are buying the game, and those are the two things you want to happen when you release a video game. (laughs) 
so this is great news. I love Fire Emblem Three Houses. I think it's fantastic. I, I'm just going to go out and say it's the best game in the series, bar none. Uh, it's really good. So congrats to Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, it's It deserves it. That's all there really is to say about it. Yeah, I uh, I can't wait to play it at all. I'll You're... keep saying that until I finally get the chance to play it, because I'm still very, very much anxious uh, to get my hands on it. You're gonna have your time, Logan, and it's gonna be a good time because it's great. I'm I'm like at the halfway point in the story, and I'm at like thirty thirty five hours of gameplay. That's mm-hmm. nuts. This is long for Fire Emblem, and it's only one of three, possibly four routes. That's so much gameplay. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Not including the DLC that's coming out later this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in more record news, we've got some statistics from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate at Evo. Evo was last weekend. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate was the most entered game this year at Evo. It closed out the show uh, at over 3,400 entrants. Um, it was also the, the the largest Super Smash Bros anything tournament ever in history it was the biggest one ever which is great news for ultimate great news for the competitive scene um but in addition to that it smashed an evo record during the broadcast setting the highest peak viewership at 279,000 people over a quarter million people were watching smash ultimate finals that's incredible that's, that's a lot of people. I mean, obviously, it doesn't compare to something like the NFL or anything like that. But when you consider mm-hmm. what Smash is and, you know, fighting game tournaments and that kind of stuff in esports, this is great. This is a, a huge milestone for fighting games, huge milestone for Smash Brothers. And hopefully that just continues to grow over the years because Smash Brothers in particular in the group of fighting games does not make a lot of money in terms of, you know, prize money, uh, you know, Street Fighter and games like that are going to make more. Fortnite's going to make more. Uh, League of Legends and Dota are going to make way mm. more. Uh, we want to kind of bring that up to parity so that Smash players can actually make a profit off of what they do. <laughs> yeah. A lot uh, of these players. I mean, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say the other great thing I'll say uh, surrounding just how well uh, Ultimate is doing by like pretty much any metric um is the fact that uh i don't see a lot of melee naysayers um around <laughs> like i just don't it's not you know um it's especially during like the week <laughs> yeah like we finally got to the point where people are you know it's like oh wow we'd rather be playing the newest game rather than just you know Oh, melee's the best. Melee's the best. Melee's the best. So, and of course, those people aren't going to stop playing melee, and they shouldn't, because you know that's their game. But it's nice to see, like, at this this point in time, where like both communities are just crossing over, because uh, that's what Smash is. It's the greatest crossover in history. So obviously, our communities should be crossing over too. Uh, it's mm-hmm. great to see players like Hungrybox and and uh, Leffen and Armada playing ultimate i mean armada straight up quit melee altogether obviously it was for different reasons than you know ultimate being a new game um but he's still playing ultimate competitively (laughs) that says a lot so uh the community likes this game they want to see it do well and that makes me happy because it's been weird being on the other side of this fight all these years between the two communities 
And yeah. I was never like angry <laughs> at melee folks or anything because I like melee too. It's just there's no reason to battle over it. It's all the same game franchise. <laughs> but uh, well, I mean, it was there, uh, but slowly but surely, it's it's slowly dying out, and probably makes both the games better for it too. Yeah. Uh, a little sad to not see Melee at Evo, but it was nice to see Ultimate take center stage for once. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then moving on uh, to a little bit more third-party news, Hello Games is interested in bringing, uh, excuse me, I almost said No More Heroes, No Man's Sky to Nintendo Switch. And after the announcement of The Outer Worlds coming to Nintendo Switch, uh, this just makes it sound more feasible to me. Yeah, and it's not like No Man's Sky is you know, all that intensive visually. Uh, so I, th- I think this would definitely be, uh, plausible. Uh, and if they did like that game has already come so far, like on the 14th. So in like three days, uh, there we're getting another huge update for no man's sky, including VR support. Um, so it's the fact becoming that they're talking at that update, basically. Yeah. Um, so the fact that they were talking about, you know, the possibility of putting on the switch, I think is, I think it's great because, um, in, in a lot of ways it can have a lot of, you know, new life to it. It'd also uh, be kind of comes neat, with cross play specifically with cross play. I was also going to mention, mm-hmm. it'd be kind of neat if we got some Nintendo crossover content, maybe like some Nintendo skins for your, for your ships or maybe uh, mm-hmm. an R-Wing is a purchasable ship as well. Just, you know. Ooh, that would be cool. Kind of fun stuff like that. Uh, and maybe have it so that when you're doing cross-multiplayer, that those items just look like different things to other people on other consoles <laughs> to avoid those kinds of problems. Um, I mean, either whether they do that or not has no bearing on whether or not I'd like this game to be on Switch, because of course I would. Uh, no Man's Sky has had quite the interesting history, as I know many of you probably know. Um, but it's but it's in a place now where people celebrate this game and they celebrate all of the work that's gone into it and they celebrate the company for taking the effort and time to turn it into the game they initially promised. Uh, when I bought No Man's Sky on day one, I was incredibly like agitated and disappointed with the game that popped out. Here we are years later and... Uh, I'm happy to own No Man's Sky because now when I want to have that feeling of space adventure, you know, go to space with some friends and hang out, I can do that. That's all I wanted in the first place. And now we get to do it on a massively multiplayer scale, which is really exciting. And in virtual reality, I've already had discussions with my brother about, you know, hopping into No Man's Sky on the 14th once it comes out. The only regret I have about not having a Vive anymore (laughs) is not being able to play that game in VR. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that'd be exciting. Um, next up, a little bit, you know, more disappointing news is that Capcom is actually pulling DuckTales Remastered from all digital storefronts. In fact, they have already. Uh, this game yeah, was released physically, though. We should mention that. Um, it's re- available physically on Wii U, PS4, and I think Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Um, but... If you wanted it on your Switch, I think the time is up. Was it was it out on Switch? Did they report it? I don't think they did. I don't think it ever came. I'm going to take a look. Uh, which is disappointing because this is a game that I always wanted to get back to, especially because the original is so highly praised. 
Um, and I think uh, one of the more like important things to put out there is that like this is just the the reality of like digital games. Yeah, you know? there there might be something that comes around which you know makes it not available. And not that this isn't uh, the first time that this has happened, but you know. Uh, as the years go on and it happens more and more, it becomes, you know, increasingly clear uh, that, like, you know, we might be missing out on a lot of things that are currently available, um, you know, until something else changes, you know. But I should also quickly correct exactly myself. What it's that uh, would PS3 be. and Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you know, I agree. It's It's so weird, too, when you consider that digital storefronts are in a way supposed to keep games preservation easy. You know, these games mm-hmm. are available digitally, so they'll always be somewhere. Uh, but not if you take them off the stores. There's a limited yeah. selection of these available physically, and now the rarity of those are going to go way up. Yeah, and especially only being available on, you know, previous generation consoles. Um, like, you know, this is going to be really, really hard to play unless you've already bought it. And like I, you know, there's a part of me that that had wished that uh, I had had the money to buy it, you know, on PC or something like that before uh, it left. But you know, I didn't. Uh, so. Yeah, it was like down to like four dollars, I think, like dirt cheap. Yeah. And what's sad is I had this game on Wii U digitally, but I don't have my Wii U anymore, and my mm-hmm. Wii U was wiped, which means that even if I could log into to the digital storefront or the the eShop, I don't think I could re-download the game again. Right. And that's just sad. Uh, I don't know if they've given a reason that it's gone, but I'm going to assume it's a music licensing problem. That seems to always Uh, be the killer. But, you know, that's the way it goes, and you hate to see it happen. Yeah, unless there was a way that you could just, you know, fix that system. And certainly there are ways that, you know, we could make things better and restructure things, but um, I don't see that happening anytime soon, not with, you know, all these companies looking to get a buck or two. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, once that licensing licensing goes up, and then it's the question of, uh, you know, um, would Capcom and WayForward put in the effort to port these games and renew the licensing um, to put these games on newer consoles, you know, and put them out again? Uh, but chances are that they don't probably don't see enough money in it to actually, you know, go through uh, the process of, of doing that. Yeah, I mean, if it's going to cost them more in licensing fees than they would make in profit to sell the game, you know, that's a lose-lose. Uh, mm. It's just unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. Uh, that said, you know, we do have physical copies out there, and we have the means of backing those up to digital formats. So it's not like the game is gone forever. It's just in terms of an accessibility standpoint, it's going to be hard to get your hands on if you actually wanted to play it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, there is better news. We did get a trailer for Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD, and I have to say I'm kind of excited about this. I don't know where you stand because you're more of a Monkey Ball guy than I am. Yeah, um, you know, this this was a game that came out you know, pretty soon after um, Super Monkey Ball 2 on the GameCube. 
Um, I know that there were other things about this game, like they have boss battles uh, and such. Um, I just hope that I'm not limited to uh, motion controls. That's the only thing. Uh, I do plan on buying this game at some point because I want Monkey Ball on my Switch real bad. Um, so I think this is a pretty solid entry uh, in the series, uh, but it was about the point uh, that, you know, it kind of started to fall off and, and people weren't so, um, you know, excited for it afterwards because I think it got, you know, pretty frequent releases afterwards and it wasn't, it's not like they did a lot of new things with the gameplay uh, release after release. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that this does well and I'm hoping that they can renew the series because I think, um, that fact that this, you know, series really isn't getting any new, um, significant releases is pretty, pretty sad. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll be willing to give it a shot. I'm going to guess that it will have analog control or traditional controls in the game because, you know, it's releasing on PS4, Xbox One, and Steam, and, you know, motion controls aren't a priority on those systems. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I did know, I did hear that the game, the original game, had, like, 50 mini games, and that the vast majority of them were terrible, but that this version <laughs> is only going to have, like, six, seven, or eight Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd presume that would be to then make them good mini games. Yeah, because uh, I remember like Super Monkey Ball Two had like ten mini games, uh, and there was not all of them were amazing, but there was a few of them that were really solid, um, like Monkey Target and uh, Monkey Billiards. I enjoyed Monkey Race. Uh, but there were like other ones that kind of felt just tacked on, you know, just kind of something to fill out. Um, so having like 50 mini games, I can't imagine that all of them would have been that well thought out. <laughs> right. Uh, and obviously it was just like motion control fodder, waggle fodder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, that doesn't fly these days. Uh, some interesting news for Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate on Switch and 3DS collectively has sold over 3.2 million units. People were saying that Monster Hunter World gave these games no reason to exist, and clearly the sales numbers say otherwise. Yeah. Doesn't compare to Monster Hunter World, but 3 million is still a lot. a long shot. Yeah. So... I don't think this is the end of Monster Hunter on Nintendo platforms. I think Nintendo Switch will get its own kind of iteration of Monster Hunter uh, mm-hmm. going forward. And I think we're fairly close to seeing that come true. Shouldn't be much longer before Capcom has a new Mon Hun to throw at us. You know, we have Iceborne coming out. So I, I figure in the next year or two, uh, Capcom will have some kind of Monster Hunter something to put on switch yeah i mean it's a it's a big platform especially for uh you know kind of mobile and playing uh locally and we know that that's still huge in japan uh so i imagine there's still a lot of money to be made on the platform yeah uh sega is set to show off a triple a game uh at gamescom's uh what are they calling the presentation they have a Monday afternoon presentation that I believe is put together by Jeff Keighley, and uh, several companies are revealing games during the presentation, and Sega 
has just outwardly said that it will be a AAA game that hasn't been revealed yet. So what could this be? Is um, it Bayonetta? Does Sega still work with Bayonetta? I don't think so. I think that's mostly Nintendo. That was just... Uh, though I'm not sure where the game. licensing actually is at. You know, if Sega still has, like, a hand in that. Um, and the question is, it's like, okay, uh, is it's an all-new AAA game, so does that mean is it something that is any pre-existing series or is this a brand new series altogether you know um because i i don't know i think they said something about sonic coming back with a full like 3d entry 2020 or something like that or 2021 Mm -hmm. uh so there's a possibility it could be sonic but because they said that i am more inclined to think it's something else because we're still kind of far away you know i'm i'm a dreamer Okay, and uh, there are some dormant Sega properties that I would love to see come oh, back. I already know like, where you're going really, with this. Really make a return. So I'm going to make uh, a crazy prediction uh, and say this is a sequel to Skies of Arcadia. Um, I don't know. I just have a really, really good feeling. Like my, my heart, you know, it, it feels very connected to this announcement. Uh, it's one of the reasons I threw it in here. I'm like, you know, this is it. This is the time. Skies of Arcadia 2. It's on its way. Come on, baby. You know you know, you want to do it, Sega. And you know that you could really turn it around and make it into something really new and special. <laughs> while still, you know, maintaining, maintaining the beauty of the original game. I have a possibility in mind being a new entry in the Fantasy Star series because the, the the game right now is like what Fantasy Star Online 2 like the actual online game uh, mm-hmm. but it's been a while since we've had like a console Fantasy Star game so I think that's a possibility for a release um, can't say Shenmue because that game was announced already and is still in development could yeah, it be I'm going to go Fighter? ahead and say you're you're wrong because I don't want to believe it's anything other than a sequel to Skies of Arcadia. Hey, I'm not saying so, what it's going to be. My I'm just throwing out possibilities. I think I think I think your your head's like two in the clouds. I think it's totally unrealistic. <laughs> it's going to be a new crazy taxi. <laughs> <laughs> uh Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this list of Sega properties and there are not a ton of standouts to me that aren't like, you know, a Sonic or, you know, a Super Monkey Ball or, you know, things like that or Virtua Fighter. Uh, Yeah. And Virtua Fighter hasn't had a release since 2012, so I don't know if it would be that. Yeah. Again, but it it might, there might be the possibility that this is something all brand new. Yeah, for sure. So. Or... It's a new entry in the Seaman franchise. <laughs> oh, man. What a return that would be. <laughs> they give you a new wow. microphone accessory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That would be so, so bad. Unless they made it, like, amazing. <laughs> hey, uh, from what I understand, the games are actually amazing just in not the conventional ways you anticipate <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> not a lot of opportunities or a lot of options for games uh from series that we know so you know i i'm gonna go out and say i think it will be a new property and maybe it's not skies of arcadia but it's skies of terabithia 
<laughs> oh, God. That sounds awful. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's really it for first and third party news. Uh, in terms of games we've been playing, I've just been playing Fire Emblem Three Houses, and I don't really have much more to say without getting into spoiler territory, because there is a lot to spoil for Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yeah. Um, I mean, other than playing like a ton of Beat Saber, which my body is just wore out right now. Like I tried, I've been trying to play and it's like one of those things like, oh, there it is. And, and my, my arm can't quite get up there fast enough just because I'm like, oh, no. Uh, but I did start a new file uh, on Master Mode for Breath of the Wild like 20 minutes before we started. So I'll probably get back to that. Oh, nice. Getting prepared for Breath of the Wild too. Yeah, man, I can just feel so good. Uh, and, you know, it's been it's been long enough uh, since I've played it, so I think I think it'll be just fresh enough where it's a really enjoyable experience. For sure. And uh, if I were you, people, I would start getting prepared for a Nintendo Direct. I think we're no more than six weeks away from the next one coming. Because uh, we have a fall direct usually, and I don't anticipate it would be in October because they want to focus on Luigi's Mansion. And we're kind of in the midst of a lull right now. We've got Astral Chain coming out at the end of the month, and then we have September, which is a big old month, In but for all platforms. You know, we got Monster Hunter Iceborne, Borderlands 3, uh, The Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening at the end of that month. Um, so I think they're going to want to try and drop this direct somewhere in the midst of some emptiness, you know? So I, I anticipate in the next five to six weeks we'll probably have a direct. So maybe we'll throw out some predictions right. soon. I hope you're right because it's always exciting. Yeah, and it's been a while, you know? We we haven't really had anything since E3. And that was at the beginning of June. <laughs> We're in the middle of August. <laughs> oh, boy. We have the next Smash Brothers fighter to learn about, you know? Because I, you know, banjo could drop, you know, sometime in September, or October, probably in October, but who knows? Oh, imagine playing this banjo. Santi, I am freaking missing number fifty. Are you kidding me? I'd, sorry, man. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. But it's still going to be available here on YouTube and on your favorite podcast sources like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere where you like to listen to your podcast. We are available. Uh, but if you like us a lot, you might want to check us out on anchor.fm because you can support the show directly by following us there, uh, subscribing to the show or favoriting the podcast, I think is what they call it there. If you want to go over to iTunes and rate our podcast, that would be awesome. Uh, if you could rate us five stars, if you really like what we do here, that's awesome. We really appreciate that. And if you're new here to the YouTube channel, make sure to like the video and subscribe to find out when we're doing our next episode of Nintendo stuff, as well as all the other cool stuff that we do. And if you want to help support the show outside of those areas, you can uh, you can join our membership program here on YouTube. You can donate to our Patreon. Uh, lots of ways to help support the show. You can do it however you want, or if you want to do it at all, that's fine too. <laughs> We're just glad you're here. Keep up the conversation with us over on Twitter. You can follow me at Babs. You can follow Logan at Loggy Doves. And if you want to talk to us and mutual fans and all that cool stuff, you can join our Discord server. There's a link to that in the description below. We like playing games together. Lots of Smash Brothers happens. Uh, there's a lot of Monster Hunter World going on right now. We're getting ready for Monster Hunter World Iceborne coming out in a couple weeks because we'll be playing a lot of that. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to get in on the action, make sure to join the Discord server. 
And uh, I think that's everything. I think that's all I've got. So make sure to join us next week on the next episode of Nintendo Stuff. This is number 51. It's the beginning of a new era of Nintendo Stuff. Number 51. We're on the road to 100 now, aren't we? So close. That's so weird. We're closer than we were when we started. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. We will see you next time. Don't break your backs. Break in the games. But for now, break time is over. (laughs) 